Baseball Money is Fake on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network is presented by WinBet. WinBet is now live in Arizona, Colorado, Indiana, Louisiana, Michigan, New Jersey, New York, Tennessee, and Virginia. From boosted same-game parlays to live in-game odds, WinBet has what you need to win. Sign up today, bet $100, and get $100 at sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash winbet. That's sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash W-Y-N-N-B-E-T. State restrictions apply. We're also brought to you by the College Basketball Experience. March Madness is heating up, and you need to subscribe to the College Basketball Experience. It's awesome, baby! Yo, I forgot I was supposed to talk. But, uh, <laughs> we're live again. This is getting kind of fun, actually. Yeah, it's a good, good time there. Oh, I guess I should do that. Welcome to Baseball Money is Fake, a fantasy baseball podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. I am Blake Meyer, and I'm back again two days in a row. And it feels good. I'm digging this going live. We're up on multiple platforms now like if you're listening to this on spotify apple whatever other podcast platform out there i love you i appreciate all the listens we also go live now we are live on twitter at fake baseball we're live on twitch twitch.tv slash fake baseball money and we are live on youtube i think that's just youtube.com slash fake baseball money live on all of them we appreciate all the follows the subscribers uh, downloads on all the podcast networks, platforms, whatever. We love it all. But I am here with Ryan Gilbert, as always. How you doing today, Ryan? I'm doing pretty good. It's a fr- Friday evening here. It's a weekend, so always always a good time, and always a good time to uh, talk some baseball. The uh, World Baseball Classic is... You know, ramping up this weekend with with like the real game starting, not just the ones over there. In, 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 uh, I forget where it is, but I think Team USA plays uh, Great Britain Saturday night. So I think there's a bunch of games Saturday, Sunday. So should be a good time. And uh, spring training's ramping up. So yeah, it's a uh, it's a great time to be a baseball fan. Now less than three weeks till opening day. I cannot wait. And we just started our uh, SGPN Fantasy Baseball League today as well, which is pretty cool. Mm-hmm. Oh, I, guess I should turn the volume down on that. Yeah, and uh, I had the I had the second or no, I have the third pick. Ryan has the second pick. So, shout out Ryan for yes. taking Julio Rodriguez. And I would like to point out. Okay, so I thought it was hilarious, and I saved it for the podcast because I knew we were recording today. So we started, uh, and Matt Valdez messaged me on Slack and said, "Oh shit, you got the third pick. That means you can get Julio." <laughs> and i said i said i'm gonna be honest i said i think ryan's julio. gonna be petty and take julio from me and That's... i think it was 10 minutes after that you <laughs> you took julio and immediately messaged and said all right i picked julio and he's on the trade block but... <laughs> yeah, but it's, it's, awesome. it's not it's not even just being petty you, you look around like a different di- dynasty because it is a dynasty league so that, that is what factored into my decision is he's three three years younger than uh Acuna, who was available for me, who I think is who you took because Judge went first. Yep. So I was between them two. You know, I'm I have a, a personal bias against Acuna as a Phillies fan. So went with uh, J Rod there, and you know that doing that is uh what kind of got me thinking about this show today. What we should talk about, and that's our uh, top. 
we did it way back in January, possibly December, just our, our top 12 rankings for a uh, traditional 5x5 five five league. I think most leagues are 12 teams. And uh, I did mine. I was telling for the show. Not just like the top 12 players, but I thought about like, you know, if I have the 10th or 11th pick, who am I going to want to take with the wraparound in mind? So like that's how I mm-hmm. did my rankings towards the end of there. I also have, obviously have the top guys. It, it's tough at the top because there, there's so many people that players that are kind of similar that you, you can choose from. And then, you know, towards the halfway mark of the year, towards the end of the year, you'd be like, oh, well, I clearly should have taken this guy over someone else. So those first picks, they, they can they can be big. They, it's just it's either if you want to take like a big swing or, or go with a uh, safe play. I agree. Uh, real quick, shout out uh, Insano in the YouTube chat. I see you. Mm. Same with you, Dave, over on Twitch. What up, gentlemen? Yeah, I agree. Uh, and it's it sounds weird saying it's hard to to like make a first round pick or it's hard at the top because it's kind of like a first world problem because it's hard because they're all good. So like, there's not necessarily inherently bad pick. Like if if you take J Rod with two instead of taking him at like five, where some people may have him ranked, it's not a bad pick still, especially in Dynasty. Like he's young, he hits for average, he hits for power, steals bases, which I'm curious to see how many steals he's going to get this year. Yeah, it's a, it's a weird kind of a weird negative, but it, it's not really a negative. It's like a negative because it's so much of a positive. But yeah, we did our our rankings before. And as some people know, I uh, work for Fantasy Pros and I am on the expert ranking committee. So my rankings seem to be ever changing. So this seems like a perfect time for us to do one of these top 12 kind of update streams or streams, podcasts, whatever, mm-hmm. whatever way you want to put it. Because, yeah, like my rankings are, are ever changing. So I think we did that top 12 ranking one a couple, I don't even know, like two months ago or whatever. Yeah, and a couple sent- months ago at this point. Yeah, I think I've changed my rankings like four times since then. Like my top twelve is changing, just because I like to, I like to do my initial rankings, how I think guys are going to shake out, and then especially like once baseball starts, like spring training is going right now, I like to see how people are playing, how they look. Acuna, for example, I mentioned it in the past. His knee looks excellent. He's getting the lift back under the ball. So just because of that alone, he has climbed up my rankings since last time. So. I'm excited for us to be able to do this and really break down some of these top end guys. But again, also everybody keep in mind, it, none of these are bad. We're not going to say any of these guys are bad. It's just how we see them shaking out uh, at, at draft time. G- given your history of some of your takes on this podcast, some of your some of the rankings might be bad <laughs> picks, but they're not bad players overall. I'm assuming they're still top round talent or at least top two round talent. Uh, I mean, some, some of my guys... You could probably argue against as well. But uh, yeah, before we get into that, make sure you are subscribed to the Baseball Money is Fake feed on Apple, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, wherever you listen to your podcast there. Um, also, make sure you are on our YouTube at Fake Baseball Money. Blake's been pumping out the uh, content there. And on TikTok, that's Blake's uh, new favorite social media channel is TikTok. Oh, I knew you were going to say that. TikTok guy now. <laughs> <laughs> check them out over there but most importantly make sure you subscribe and leave us a five-star rating and review helps the show grow and look into uh grow some more as we enter our first uh real season here so and also make sure you check out WinBet, the official online sports book at the sports gambling podcast network bet is active in a bunch of states and there are tons of ways to win including live betting and same game parlays aka WinBet's build your own bet march madness is almost here plus plenty of ways to win getting down in the nba nhl and xfl Sign up today to receive a special offer, bet $100, get $100, limited to state availability. 
And of course, for our DGENs only, if you hit the biggest long shot parlay of the week, you get $1,000 free credit. There's so much to choose from. All you have to do is head over to sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash winbet so they know we sent you. That's sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash W-Y-N-N-B-E-T. Offer subject to change, terms and conditions at winbet.com. Most of 20 or older and present in the state where play through winbet is available. If you or somebody knows a gambling problem, call 1-800-522-4700. And the DGEN Dance, our March Madness Bankroll Contest is back. Free to enter and $1,000 in cash and prizes up for grabs. Plus, we've got first half under bingo where you can win an SGPN gift card. Enter both contests on the SGPN app. All right. So first of all, I would like to say, Insano, I completely agree. Uh, I think category leagues and point leagues do kind of change the order of the mm-hmm. draft. That's why we're we're separating it for sure. Like last time we just did like a general top 12. And I kind of realized after that, that's tough just because there's so many different league types and formats and all that. So that's why we're going to be a little more specific this time. This one's going to be the the Roto and category rankings just because they're very similar. And then uh, at the beginning of next week on the schedule, we have a points league one. And we're going to get into a little more points league content next week as well. That's kind of my bread and butter. That's what I have kind of. I don't want to say done exclusively, but that's been my main league type for like the last five years now. So I think it'd be fun to dive into that and really break it down. Not many people talk about points leagues either. So that'd be fun. And I was looking on my desk that I have my computer on. I have all my like autographs and stuff of my cards because I'm messy and I don't put them where they're supposed to go. Yeah. Just no matter how many times my girlfriend tells me to put them away. I only have one autograph of a guy in my top 12. So I think after this, Ooh. I'm going to make it my mission to get, one autograph of everybody in my top twelve. I think that'd be that, that, that would be pretty cool sick. thing to do. Yeah, it, it definitely is based on based on the league. We are we're doing, I guess, the traditional five by five, twelve teamer. But yeah, as Blake said, points leagues are, are definitely different. Um, my primary league is actually a, I think it's a seven by seven with uh, total bases and OPS added, and then uh, quality starts and Ks per nine on the pitching side. But I mean, still. Close to a traditional five by five, just with more weight on the power there. And uh, yeah, let's get right into it here. I mean, go ahead with your, with your one one, and then we'll, we'll discuss why <laughs> I don't have them on there. Uh, okay, so oh, well, I mean, so my one one is Otani, it, it but that's in mainly like leagues where he's it counts as both. In many leagues now, he counts as just utility and pitcher, but I still think he's one one just because. So versatile, more so in daily leagues, weekly leagues, it gets a little iffier if he's a one one. He still does give you elite, uh, like elite ratios in both. Like he's an elite pitcher, he's mm-hmm. an elite hitter. And so I was thinking about this morning. He his offense, like he matches up really well with like a Fernando Tatis style, like uh, offensive output, like forty home run, twenty five steal hit you in the upper 200s type of player, but then he's also, uh, man, who was my comp in my fantasy pros article? Uh, I think it was Carlos Rodon. Like he's very, very mm. similar output to Carlos Rodon. So like you're, you're getting Carlos Rodon and Fernando Tatis in the same player. But I, I kind of wanted to start my list after Otani just cause he's that weird outlier. Yeah. And so uh, I, I think at this point he is like, the same player i know he's in nfbc fan tracks espn i it might just be yahoo that separates them and that's what i primarily use because i'm stuck in the <laughs> early 2000s but yeah i mean i i thought about taking taking him uh 
second overall in the SGPN league today. But I was like, I I can't do that because it's a weekly league. Uh, because like I wouldn't mm-hmm. only want to start him, you know, when he's as a pitcher when he's starting twice twice in a week, and that's not going to happen very often. But if it was a daily league and he's the same player, then yeah, he's he's an easy one one for me. But uh, yeah. So who's your one after that? You, you got you got uh which outfielder you got number one? Arson Judge is my <laughs> number one after that. Uh, he was fighting for the triple crown last year. Hit sixty two home runs. Can steal twenty plus bases. He showed that last year, especially with the pizza boxes out there on the the base pass. Now probably going to steal twenty again. Probably not going to hit sixty home runs again. But I think you had said his one hundred and sixty two game average is like fifty three home runs over his career. So even if he digresses back to like 50 home runs and steals 25 bases, he's going to hit 285, 300. It's hard to not have him as the 1-1. Yes, 160 game average is 49 home runs, 110 RBIs. He hits 284. I don't. He doesn't have as much speed. He only had 16 steals last year, which was uh, by far a career high. I have him second. Uh, who I have first is Ronald Acuna Jr., who I who I passed up on in the uh, Dynasty League today. But you know, I think he's has not a similar amount of power to Judge, obviously, but he'll probably get thirty home runs. He should get easily thirty to forty stolen bases, if not more, with with these bases. And he'll put up counting stats in that in that Braves lineup: runs, RBIs, solid average. You know, uh, maybe I'm just waiting steals a bit too much for him for him here, but. I mean, it's very if 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 I had first overall like today and first overall tomorrow, I may have my two completely different picks, either Judge <laughs> or Acuna. But but right now, right right now, that's my uh, my one two is Acuna Judge. I'm assuming your one two is the opposite way, or do you have someone else? You do you have J Rod too? Yeah, that. No, I I have Acuna too. I have Acuna too, just because like the lift on the ball with Acuna, I keep like hammering that point, but that was his his ding on his game last year was he didn't really have that, that lift on the bottom work because his knee wasn't a hundred percent. So he, he still had the speed. He had some power still hit for average, but this year we get the healthy Acuna. We get the Acuna that flirted with 40, 40 a few years ago. That's the Acuna we get this year. And it like putting him at number one. I, uh, there's absolutely nothing wrong with that. Cause even before we started this, when I was looking at my fantasy pros rankings, I was tinkering with it a little bit and I had him at one, one for a second. And I was like, ah, man, I don't, I don't know if I'm feeling that, but I'm still on the verge because it seems like every draft I go into Acuna is my target. Like, and also it helps that every draft I've been in, I have like a top three pick, which is wild. Except for the fantasy six pack draft. That one, I had the fifth pick, which is the lowest draft I've had this year. I kind of like having a pick later in the draft, but I digress. Uh, yeah, I love Acuna. That offense is crazy. There's constantly going to be people on base for him and then people behind him to hit him in when he doesn't hit a yeah. home run. And did you see uh, – who was it that stole the base the other day? Whit Merrifield. The other day when he they threw over the first twice to pick him off and he got oh, back no. both times and he literally just ran on the next pitch. Like the second yeah. the pitcher moved, he just yeah. ran the second. They didn't even throw mm-hmm. it down. Yeah. Uh, like that's going to be very, very consistent – God, what is the fucking word I'm looking for? That's going to happen a lot this year. Yeah, it's going to be exploited if there's uh, already two pickoffs there. Uh, there do we go. do we have a uh, the same number three here with uh, your favorite Seattle Mariner? We don't. Oh, 
Who do you have three then? If it's talk not Jerrod, no, talk about him. Talk about him, Jerrod. I mean, I, I think he's he's up there. He's showed what he can do last year. There is some worry about a uh, about a sophomore slump here, but projected still twenty seven home runs, ninety two runs, eighty one RBIs. That's that's a good Mariners lineup, a good Mariners team, as we know very well here. If you're a fan of the podcast, Blake talks about him all the time. Yeah, I just think he's going to be like the next big thing. Last year, twenty eight home runs, uh, twenty five stolen bases hit 284 should put up similar numbers if not better this season and also uh just the position eligibility not position eligibility but the, the position scarcity at outfield i want to make sure i have an outfielder there at three uh now i'm 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 extremely curious as to hear who, who you have at three <laughs> i have your homer pick is my number three Ooh. trey turner okay because see like i honestly god i should probably have julio as number three but I, every time I want to move Trey Turner down my rankings, I always second guess myself because I'm not I'm not dropping him down my rankings for any good reason. He hasn't done anything to be worth like going from the one one down to at one point I had him at number five before we started this. And I was like, why the fuck do I have him at five? Like uh, that he didn't do anything to go down. He played his like the best season of his career pretty much last year. Moved to an equally good, if not better, lineup. Didn't lose any speed. Has the same power. Is going to score 100 runs again. Could knock in 100 RBIs again. He's done nothing. So I, I have him as my three just because he he's not even that old. He's like 30, 32, 31, early 30s, which I mean, yeah, I'm 34. Thir- so 30, that is very 30 in June. He's, he's 30 in June. Yeah, there we go. So, yeah, like he's he's done absolutely nothing. He hasn't lost a step. He's in the prime of his career. I I. He's at my number fucking three because I, I can't put him lower than that, and he should probably be higher. All right. Uh, you're going to be interested to see how low I have him. So uh, who is your number four? <laughs> my number four is Julio. Okay. Just because, yeah, yeah the, the season he put together last year, was incredible. He came out of nowhere with the speed. He was a guy in the minor leagues that was supposed to hit for okay average, have decent power, not a whole lot of speed. And he just came out last year and like hit 28 home runs, stole 25 bases. And if it wasn't for that April, he likely would have had a, a 30 home run season and hit 300, which not many players do that. And so I think this year he's going to get more of the green light. I think the Mariners lineup is better this year. I love Tioscar out there. We got rid of Winker, Abraham Toro, fucking good riddance. Maybe he's up there with Brad Miller as my least favorite Mariner of all time. Like they're gone. Bamboo Brad. Got Colton Wong. God, no, I fucking hate Brad Miller. Oh my God. He's the king of like, uh, he'll hit a bomb when you're down like eight yeah, to us I, I, in the ninth yes. inning. God, he, he'll never, he'll, he'll strike out every time he, you need a hit or something. But if you're down by like double digits and it's like a late inning at bat, he'll hit it fucking 500 feet. I think he, this is a, a random. He had a few clutch hits, for, uh, clutch hits for the Phillies, but uh, I, I, I understand what you're saying. Clutch hits for us. Yeah, I think uh, I, I saw one time he had a, a ground ball that had like a negative two degree launch angle that hit like 112 <laughs> miles per hour. That's Brad that's Miller insane. in a nutshell. That's insane. All right, um, so my number four is uh, I had him down a slot or two, but I moved him back up because of the position uh, scarcity here. Jose Ramirez, I have him as my number four. Um, you look at third base, you know, you have Machado, Devers, Witt, Riley, 
Arenado, Bregman. But like after that, it's it's guys that you know maybe can rely on uh, Henderson, Muncy, Suarez. I like Alec Bohm this year, but if if those three outfielders are gone, then I I feel like I want Jose Ramirez. Ramirez has just been consistently consistent for the Guardians. He's going to be hitting third in that lineup. He puts up numbers. I mean, he stole he stole twenty bases last year. Like he has. He has speed, 27 the year before, hit 280 last year, 29 home runs, 126 RBIs. I think he's severely overlooked. He's finished top six MVP voting uh, five times in his career. He just Mm -hmm. keeps doing it, and I think you know, getting a third baseman there and just getting that out of the way is something I'd want to do at pick four. Yeah, and the crazy thing is is he gets older and he gets better, which sounds weird because normally like you kind of hit a point where like you peak in your prime and then mm-hmm. slowly decline and he's not like he hit uh he stole 27 bases the year prior with 36 home runs i mean he he hit 44 doubles last year and five triples but the only thing that worries me about jose ramirez is the fact that his barrel rate dropped last year from 11 percent to 6.6 nothing mm-hmm. wrong with the 6.6 percent barrel rate that is actually like spot on with league average which is fine. His average exit velo dropped too. It was 90 miles per hour in 2021. It was 87.7 last year, which again, is like spot on with league average. So I don't know how that's going to play out. Cause I mean, his max exit velo was 114 miles per hour last year. So he was still making good contact. Still, he was a points league. God, he was my first round pick last year. He only struck out like 12% of the time. Walked double digits or not quite doubled it, like 8% or something last year. It's like he, he did good. Like he, he does good in everything. He's one of those, he's boringly good, which is odd. Cause when you think yeah. of like the top, top, top tier baseball players, fantasy baseball players, Jose Ramirez is not one that always comes to mind, but he is somebody that always finishes like top five, top six every year. Yeah. I had him available to me last year. I think I had pick three and took Soto over him, which I, uh, Regretted. So uh, I do have Soto <laughs> soon in my rankings, but uh, who do you have uh, number five? Uh, same. I got Jose Ramirez. Okay. So you have him. I mean, I, I had Ramirez four. I initially had him five with uh, oh, this okay. guy. This guy for uh, Kyle Tucker of the Astros. I had him four initially, slotted him down to five. Um, or I think he bats too far down in the order. I think Ramirez hitting third. Opposed to Tucker probably hitting fifth or sixth for the Astros is tough there, but we talk about all the time. Astros is just a, a fantastic lineup there. I think Tucker has been overlooked, you know, with with Altuve there, with Jordan Alvarez there, with Bregman. Tucker has just been right there, right there with him, if not, you know, better at 25 stolen bases, 30 home runs last year, 107 RBIs, still only 26 years old. So he's in the prime of his career, could get even better back to back 30 home run seasons. A total of 199 RBIs of the past two years. Stolen bases went up from 2021 at 14 to 2020 to 25 last year. Should see that could see that go up into 30s, if not 40s, depending how active he is. So, and we talk about all the time the outfield uh, scarcity. So you want to make sure you get an outfield uh, outfielder up top. So that's why I have him here at five. Yeah, I I love Kyle Tucker. Uh, baseball savant page very red. Uh, 89th percentile in XWOBA, 69th percentile, nice in average exit velocity. Like his stat line is very similar to like a, a Julio, just the batting average mm-hmm. isn't quite there. I think he hit 250 last year, 
He had two more home runs on Julio, same amount of stolen bases. Uh, and also very similar to Jose Ramirez as well. Like same steals, same stolen bases. Just the batting average is down a tick. And he's young. Young in a good lineup. He's going to put up the counting stats. I do like Kyle Tucker, uh, but I have him. It, my rankings are throwing me out because I have Julio at one, so I have to like do math, even though it's not like crazy math. I, I have to do math. I have him at eight outside of Shohei Otani, so he'd okay. be eighth on my on my list. But next, I have uh, I got Mookie. Oh, we got the same number six then. Mookie Betts, number six. I absolutely love me some Mookie. We are very big on dual position eligibility here. Yes. I think it does give players a, a boost, especially when your dual position eligibility is second base and outfield, which Mookie has both arguably the two shallowest positions in fantasy baseball this year. And the talk is he's actually going to get a decent chunk of playing time at second base this year, which means that he's not just going to have that dual position eligibility for this year. It's for sure going to be for next year as well. <clears throat> Excuse me. Also, real quick, this light m- makes me look like I'm glowing. Like, I don't know what's going on today, but I <laughs> you are glowing. But, uh, <laughs> oh, thank you. But, uh, yeah, he Mookie hits for power all the time. He can steal bases as well. Uh, where was he at last year? I always hate pulling up stuff on my. This is a a, a lose. Twelve lose stolen bases last Those year. Watching, it's not bad. He hit thirty five home runs as well, eighty two RBIs. He hit two sixty nine though, which is nice. His Babbitt mm-hmm. wasn't that high, two seventy two. That could go up this year, but the man, I'm struggling because. I pull up my stats all the time on the laptop when we recorded just audio and it was cool. Like I just do it on my laptop, no big deal. But now with how our streaming stuff works, whenever I try and like load stuff on the laptop, it slows down my connection. So I got to do it on my phone. But then when I'm doing it on my phone, it just looks like I'm sitting here texting the whole time while we're, (laughs) while we're recording when I'm just trying to look up stats. Most most people are just listening. So that's what we got to cater to here. I mean, we appreciate you guys watching live, but I mean, most people uh, listen to it after the fact, but yeah, I, I like bets here at uh, number six. Like you said, second base is pretty shallow outfield, pretty shallow as well. Gives you a, an opportunity to, you know, if a second baseman is available for you later in the draft, put Mookie in outfield. If, if you, if you want to stick him at second base, even better has similar numbers to a lot of these guys we've been talking about. Like you said, 35 home runs. 269, 82 RBIs, and should be getting more opportunities to, to use that speed this year because he'll be hitting leadoff with Trey Turner gone, maybe get those runs up as well. I mean, he had 117 last year, so I'm not sure how much higher mm-hmm. he can go. But he, he's <laughs> another another guy that's consistent. And, you know, once Acuna, Judds, J-Rod, Jose Ramirez is off the board, I, I would probably between be between Betts, Betts and Tucker for, for this. But, yeah, it, it, I think... You know, pick pick five, six, seven is kind of tough to be in unless people ahead of you reach for people. But I think Betts is probably probably being underdrafted, and I, I you could probably make a case for him to go like first overall based on position eligibility. Yeah, if you were into yeah. that. Yeah. All right. Before uh, we uh, next? move, my in, next is uh oh sorry yeah go ahead. Before we move to the uh, second half of the rankings here. We're also brought to you by Underdog Fantasy. Underdog Fantasy is heating up for March Madness. College Pick'em is a great way to get in on the action, especially if your bracket is busted after day one. Plus, Underdog Fantasy has your favorite college basketball player props. 
head over to underdogfantasy.com and use promo code SGPN for 100% deposit bonus up to $100. That's underdogfantasy.com, promo code SGPN. All right, so kicking off the uh, second half here at number seven. Uh, you're just waiting for me to say Trey Turner, aren't you? I'm not saying I'm here. I don't have do not have him at seven. Jesus I ha- Christ. I have Juan Soto <laughs> at seven. I, I wouldn't hate Soto up and up with those guys, Tucker, Julio Rodriguez, but you know, he had a down year last year. I'm expecting a huge bounce back season from him in, in San Diego in that lineup with Tatis and Machado and and everyone else that they have. I mean, he was a one-man show with Washington there last year, two years ago. Before that, look at his uh, 2019, 34 home runs, 110 RBIs. Even 2021, when when they were falling off, he had 145 walks, still managed 29 home runs, 95 RBIs. So in a good lineup, he should be able to potentially be top three player overall. And mm-hmm. no outfield, you want, to, you want to snag an outfielder? This is where, you know, pick, I have him seven, pick, pick five six seven that's where you should be looking to get them so does a tricky one for me because i understand the idea that he just seems so primed for a bounce back but i'm also curious if that will happen in san diego because petco park is the worst stadium for hitters in baseball yeah i don't think it's a stadium thing though it's just a you're gonna pitch around soto and then pitch to machado instead like you're not gonna it's a, like the True. Nationals had what Nelson Cruz, who was depressed and playing in Washington behind him. Now you you can't pitch around him. I mean, you're likely to have. I mean, Bogarts is there too. Bogarts, I know we don't you don't love Bogarts. I'm I'm fine with Bogarts, <laughs> but it's a great lineup. And and Soto, is full full off season there in San Diego. That, that's why I don't have him quite top five. But I think second half of the, of the first round is, is where he should be going. That that's the thing with me. It, it like they do have to pitch to him because of who around him, who's around him. But he did have he had a two forty nine Babbitt last year. So part of it is that mm. they they have no choice now to, but to pitch to him. But also his Babbitt was super low. And if you think about it, Soto had a down year last year. Josh Bell when he got traded there had a down year last year. Uh, Brandon Drury when he got traded there had a down year. A lot of guys are going there and having a down year, and they are like, like I said, they're the the worst hitters park in baseball. So I don't know if that's having any kind of effect on it. So yes, I think he is going to have a bounce back, but I also would understand if he, if that's just what happens. Although, have you seen his spring training numbers? He was. Uh, this is, I talked about, talk about this with with Munaf when he, he was batting like eight hundred when, when, back then. So I mean, I'm sure he's still over five hundred. Yeah, but also uh, spring, training stats, spring training stats do not matter just before you read these off. They, they, okay, yeah, they, they don't matter at all. But in 11 <laughs> at bats, he's batting 727 with a home run, seven RBIs, and a steal. He has a 2.023 OPS. Yeah, I guess he hadn't played since since uh, last Thursday, probably doing some uh, WBC training. But yeah, that, that's another spot to look out for how he does and most of these guys do in the uh, World Baseball Classic. All right, who, so, do you, who do you got after Soto? Who do you have at seven? Uh, I have Soto. Oh, you have Soto seven as well. Yep. yep. Oh, you you were talking about him <laughs> like you were like you're a bit lower on him. So eight, you said you have Tucker. Uh, yep. eight, I have his teammate Jordan Alvarez. I am mm. a bit wary of his hand injury. He did begin swinging a bat in the cage uh, today on Friday. Been shut down since February. I, I don't think he'll 
miss much time if if anything and he's someone that's just absolutely insane 37 home runs 97 rbis hit 306 he's a power hitter that hits for average he's aaron judge light he's a left-handed aaron judge that you know maybe if he had the juice baseballs for for half the season last year maybe he gets (laughs) close up to 50 home runs there uh i guess maybe i am a little bit biased because i did have my team name was uh, Air Jordan last year, and he carried me to, uh, I think, second place in my league. But Ooh. yeah, back-to-back, 33 home runs two years ago, 37 last year, career average 296, 162 game average of 43 home runs. So I, I love Jordan if you can get him in the the, the, late, the later portion of the first round. I love me some Jordan as well. I have him at nine on my list and he is the one player that i have an auto of i just want to show it off on stream because i never got to change it before he's the one in my top 12 that i have an auto of but anytime jordan is brought up i love it because if nobody can tell baseball someone is like my favorite shit in the world in the stat cast numbers his stat cast so he's in the hundredth percentile in the like not just for this one but in all of these he was in the hundredth percentile last year average exit velocity hard hit rate uh, expected slugging, expected batting average, XWOBA, barrel rate were all in the 100th percentile. And he was in the 99th percentile in max exit velocity, velocity, 93rd in walk rate. The dude is a machine. And mm-hmm. I had the same reasoning for having him down at where I have him, fucking nine. I had last, last time, he's the only guy kind of in this top whatever that's not going to steal any bases. I guess Soto might steal bases, but I feel like Soto's still faster than Jordan Alvarez. Everybody else offers you like multiple things. Jordan, you get average power. You could create any speed though. from that like, man. Not not many players yeah. hit three hundred anymore with, with that many home runs. That's true. I, I mean, I think what was it, like fifteen people hit three hundred last year or something like that. Yeah, something something crazy if like that. that. Uh, so yeah, number nine here is where I have my guy Trey Turner. Number nine, just oh just solely because of you know shortstop used to be one of the one of the shallow positions, but now you got after him Bichette, Witt, Tatis, Lindor, Semyon, Seager, Bogart, Swanson, Anderson, O'Neill, Cruz, Juan DeFranco, Willie Adamas, uh, Jimenez, Edmund, Carlos Correa, and Gunnar Henderson all in the top hundred. That is, um, that's what. 16 or 17 different shortstops plus uh, Jeremy Pena, Ahmed Rosario. So unless you're in a league where it's a deep league or it's a league where it has shortstop plus middle infield, I don't see the need to to reach for Trey Turner. I, I could definitely eat my words here because his ADP <laughs> is is very high pretty much everywhere, and he will contribute across the board. Uh, he'll get 25 home runs, 100 RBIs, probably at least 30 stolen bases, hit close to 300. He's going to be a great player. It's just a matter of position position scarcity um, and wanting to you know make sure. Like I said before, we started the rankings. This is if I had this pick and these guys were off the board ahead of him, who would I take? And I don't think I would take Turner. Maybe I would take him over Jordan, depending how his injury pays out. Maybe I'll take him over Soto, depending how I'm feeling that day. But <laughs> I, I can't take him over some of these outfielders, especially not especially not Mookie Betts. I, I would definitely take Mookie Betts with his outfield and second base eligibility mm-hmm. over Trey Turner. I mean, you make a good point. There is a lot of shortstops. I took, uh, I'm in the fantasy six pack uh, draft that they have going right now. It's kind of like the great fantasy baseball invitational, like, but it's 12 team leagues. And I think six of them. And I had fifth pick and I took Trey Turner's first time I've taken Trey Turner 
all year and i'm kind of looking like man everybody it's like this the eighth round now i'm like all the good people left are shortstops and they're shortstops so uh, yeah. this kind of sucks but i think i'm like eight pitchers deep at that, that point or some bit but uh my next michael trout a, a 10 you got trout i haven't been in the top 12 before yeah the 10 yeah 10 i got trout uh i mean he was on a 50 home run pace last year. He hit 40 home runs. Was yeah. on a 50 home run pace had he not got hurt. The power never left. Like he he has transitioned from a guy that was like a 30-30 guy consistently, like gonna steal you a ton of bases. So now he really doesn't steal. Even with the bigger bases, I don't think Trout's gonna steal because he's really trying to limit the the agitation of that back that he's got. But I mean average exit velo 90th percentile max was 95th. Hard hit rate, 96th percentile. Barrel rate, 99th percentile. Mike Trout last year had a 19.7% barrel rate. That was the highest of his career. Mm. So even though he does come with that injury risk, I think he is one of those few guys that is bigger than the injury risk. Like you can't you can't pass on Mike Trout. And I mean, when I log back into our SGB and Dynasty draft on here, if he is still available, I'm taking him at the next pick because I'm holding everybody up. So if you are, I think I think Malcolm did take him. (sighs) Um, But yeah, in my initial rankings I put together here, I have uh, Trout there at ten. Not sure if you can see my uh, chicken scratch writing, but I did end up (laughs) dropping him out of my top ten. He, I I don't know why. Um, At ten, I have. Someone that I was kind of hating on when we first did this and did our infield rankings. I have a Bobby Witt Jr. at, at number 10. Didn't quite understand that. I know. I know. <laughs> Whoa. I, I didn't, I didn't hey. quite, I did not quite understand the hype a, a few few weeks ago, a few months ago. But I do like the dual position eligibility at, at third base and shortstop. I know I just said shortstop is, is pretty deep. But third base, you know, if you have pick 10, 11, 12, you're good, and you get Witt, you're not going to have a chance to get Riley at 20, at ADP 21. You're not going to have a chance to get Arenado 27. Then you have to hope you can get Bregman around 63. That's his ADP, or else you're taking a chance on one of those later guys. And he just, I, I like being able to get someone early in the draft that you can, you know, move around a little bit, or, you know, you count on him to be like a, a cornerstone in your outfield. So I, I don't mind Trout at 10 at all. I probably should have kept him in my, my top 12. Uh, I, Probably would be twelve. I mean, when we get to twelve, I'll, I'll let you know. But yeah, I, I have wit at ten. Um, I've come around on him a lot. I, I don't know. I have not done any drafts where I have a pick this late, so I don't know if I would actually take him. But I feel like I would. I have Bobby Witt as my twelve. Okay, absolutely love him. I we got to mention it every time we talk about him. He's the only player in baseball last year to score eighty runs, hit twenty home runs drive in 80 runs and steal 30 bases. The only one, not the only one for the Royals, not the only one in his division, literally the only one in baseball. And much like J-Rod, he had a very slow start to the year last year. I think it's April sucked. And then he just tore the cover off the ball for the rest of the year. And for what it's worth in 18 at bats in spring training, this year he's in 389, no home runs yet. I couldn't really give a shit though, but seeing him hit 389 is nice. And he's already stole the base as well. So mm-hmm. the the Royals suck, but the top of that lineup is actually not half bad. Yeah. I mean, he's, he's got Bobby Witt. You got uh, MJ Melendez. You got Salvador Perez. 
Like there's legitimate. You got Vinny. Oh, Vinny, Vinny P. P. So like you, you got guys. The, the Italian stallion, Vinny P. Himself. That's what I'm fucking talking about. You see, they got an espresso machine in their yeah. That, that, that's, <laughs> that's incredible. But uh, yeah. So I, I love it. I, I think he has. He has top five upside. I I, yeah. I don't want anybody to kill me for saying that, but he has top five upside. If you take his, I swear, I don't have the stats up on the computer right now, but if you take his April out, I think he was one of the best fantasy players in baseball last year. So I, I hopefully he can get it going. Who do you have uh, at uh, number 11? Number 11, we got Manny Machado. Okay. Uh, the $350 million man. Uh, I had him up there last time too. Kind of the same. Reasoning you had for Bobby Witt. Uh, I love me a, a third baseman this year, and I think he is probably he's probably my favorite third baseman, not named Austin Riley, but I'm not bold <laughs> enough to put Austin Riley in my top 12. Uh, it's just consistent stats, consistently hitting close to 300, consistently hitting 30 home runs, driving in 100 RBIs. He can fuck around and score 100 runs as well in any given season and that that lineup is incredible so there's always guys hitting around him and they're always going to have to pitch to him so all the counting stats are there and third base does really drop off after like the top seven when you got to start worrying about like okay maybe bregman is the guy that i want or maybe gunner i need to be platooned henderson like one of those guys and but it gets real sketchy at that point or max muncie you gotta hope max muncie's elbow is okay i'd rather just take Manny Machado, like at the end of round one or on the turn, like take a Bobby Witt and then hit the turn and get Manny Machado and you're locked in with excellent production. Yeah, I don't hate hate Machado there at all. He'd probably be in my my top 15, especially, you know, at, at third base. Like, like you said, I was saying with Witt, I don't have him in my top 12, but yeah, it, third base is a position where I think you want to grab one of the one of those top guys just to get it out of the way. Um, my 11, well, first Bobby Witt from, um, May 14th to October 5th. If you extrapolate it out to a full season, 25 home runs, 91 RBIs, uh, where stolen bases at on here. Uh, he had 33 stolen bases and he hit 264. So yeah, that, that's a pretty good season. Yeah. 33, 33 doubles. Don't hate that at all. Um, my number 11 is someone we have, uh, Baited about before he was on your do not draft list is uh Vladimir Guerrero Jr. <laughs> I have him at 11. Uh, kind of the opposite thing with shortstop. Shortstop used to be a position where it was shallow, now it's deeper. Now, first base is kind of there's guys you can get later Christian Walker, Mount Castle, Rizzo, Telez, Josh Bell. But like the top, top five, if you can get one of Vlad, Freeman, Alonzo, Goldschmidt, Olsen, Abreu, I like Abreu there as well. I think that's great. I think Vlad, you know, he had a down year last year and still hit 32 home runs, 97 RBIs, hit 274. I don't think he's, I think that's his floor. And then his ceiling is what he had two years ago, 48 home runs, 111 RBIs, 123 runs, hit 311 OPS over one. So I, I would not mind getting Vlad at all there and then getting, you know, an outfielder or a third baseman or a pitcher at the wraparound. I would just like to add some context to you saying he was on my do not draft list because you're just going to skirt right by that as if you didn't fucking say it. He was only on my do not draft list because we were picking one at every position and I don't want a first baseman in round one. So he's not on my he's on my do yeah. not draft list for that. Understandable. Like on my overall, I have him at 15. So a little lower than you. 
But same thing. I think 2021 is his absolute ceiling and 2022 is his absolute floor. So I think he comes in this year somewhere around 290 with 40 home runs, which is amazing, which is making me think maybe I want to take him next in, in the draft besides maybe like skip Schwarber and see if Vladdy's still Ooh. there, but he's probably not. I don't know. I'm not going to look right now, but uh, yeah, you can't go wrong there. Again, another excellent lineup that they got out there. I, I want to see where Whit Merrifield hits because I'm hoping he hits one or two because he'd be an excellent person to Ooh, have on base yeah. in front of Vladdy. Or yeah, Bershek like, could be up there too, yeah. Put them know. one and two and just like you're always going to have one person not based in front of Vladdy. So fuck the solo home runs. We're going for doubles. <clears throat> but uh, oh, they, got, they, they got Springer leading off. It says according to Fangraphs. Springer, <sighs> Bichette, and then Vlad. They got, they got Witt down at eight. So then uh, I mean, you said your 12 was Bobby Witt. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm rounding out my, my, if I get to pick 12, I think I may end up going uh, double aces. So I have Corbin Burns as my 12. I think he's, you know, one of not underrated, but like he's, he's one of the best pitcher, pitchers in baseball. If I have pick 12 and, and those hitters are gone, maybe, maybe I would look for someone like a Mike Trout or, or like, like a Machado, like, like you have ahead of him. But if, if you can just lock down Corbin Burns and then, either Garrett Cole or Alcantara for, for, for the wraparound, you're pretty set with those two two aces there. So if if I'm a pick 12 and, Bur- and Burns and Cole are there, I think I have to go with, with the pocket aces. I I don't hate Corbin Burns. I love Corbin Burns. I've tried to take as often as I can in drafts. I, I'm iffy about taking him in round one just because when I wrote that article for Fantasy Pros about the taking a pitcher in the first round strategy, uh, it it didn't work out well in category leagues like this. I think like uh, on CBS, God, CBS or fan tracks, Corbin Burns ended the year as like the 38th overall player and Garrett Cole was like 54th. But then in points leagues last year, Corbin Burns was seventh and Garrett Cole was sixth or something like along those lines. So I, I, I like him. I, but I would need to get him in round two. I like him. I like him as a round two, not as a top 12 guy for me, but I completely see why people would take him in the first round. The talent is there. He contributes in every category. He's a beast. Yeah. Yeah. I like it. Flat is gone. Um, no. Flat is gone. Yeah. All right. That, that's our, our top 12s there. I think that's, uh, we got some, got some good takes there. Hopefully, some good analysis for you people out there. Uh, before I wrap it up, make sure you are subscribed to the Baseball Money is Fake feed. Make sure you turn on auto downloads as well. You get the uh, downloads in your feed immediately when they are published. And make sure you leave us a five-star rating and review. Help us grow the show. And, of course, follow us on Twitter at Fake Baseball. And uh, follow uh, everything Blake is doing on videos on YouTube and TikTok at Fake Baseball Money. As well as on Twitch now at Fake Baseball Money. I'm hoping to do some MLB The Show streaming when um, that comes out in a few weeks. Maybe we'll do some for that as well, just to get some uh, baseball talk going. But yeah, make sure you follow us uh, everywhere and yeah, do that. Yeah. And as always, you guys can catch me on Twitter at Balake, B U H H L O C K A Y E. And you can follow me on Twitter at R Gilbert S O P. And we'll catch you guys next time. Toodaloo.